And finally for the program, the part that many people enjoy particularly, uh, that's when we talk about quirky news. And to help me discuss some of the issues I have on the line, Brian Smith. G'day, Brian. How are you? G'day, David. I'm well, thank you. I think you've been travelling the country doing more work on transport, which is fantastic. Indeed. Getting to the point of cars. Now, I had a Mustang for a week, and fortunately I, we couldn't quite uh, catch up for you to have a look at it. But I've got to say... It was a great driveway car. Now, what I mean by this is that I woke up in the morning, got dressed and went outside, and there sitting in the driveway with this beautiful orange-red Mustang sitting there. Now, when I mean driveway, it's not to show off to the neighbours or anything. We have an enclosed sort of driveway. It was a one that I could just see and appreciate. It, It was, in many ways, a little bit like art on your wall. You know, occasionally a guest might see it. But really, it's one that uh, for you to appreciate strongly. Is it me, or am I or am I weird there? Do you think, Brian? No, that's a that's a really interesting take on it, isn't it, David? The um, the idea of a driveway car and, and and not showing it off in your driveway, but just thinking how good it looks in there. The Mustang's always been an iconic car, hasn't it? And I often think the name of the the Mustang is so evocative, isn't it? Mm. It's a, it's a very much an American thing, a wild horse, but all of those elements of what a Mustang means are really applicable to the car. And so, you know, you're buying an image, you're buying a, a lifestyle in a sense and a, a, an approach to the, to the world. And so having one in your driveway, I guess, makes you feel some of that as well. Were you sort of yearning to drive it though, David? It had that, but there was that distinction. There was the time where it was just art for me to appreciate and perhaps share with a few people who might be interested. It was also, of course, a memory of my youth. I I wasn't old enough to drive, of course, when they first came out, yet I was becoming aware of cars. I think that's important. And then the final point that you, you were asking about, it was a possession of which to drive down the street to enjoy as a car and perhaps to note that people looked at it and seemed to enjoy it as well. Well, the early ones, David, were a, a fantastic looking car. I'm not enamoured of some of the later ones. I think they get too lumpy, but uh, certainly the, the early sort of first Mustangs were just a beautiful design. And they were, what you say, a lithe horse. They really looked like they were, they would enjoy running. They ended up looking like fat pigs after a while. <laughs> That's right. And then they became puny little ones. I drove a Mustang, it sounds fantastic, down from San Francisco down to Los Angeles down the coast road one time. It sounds wonderful, doesn't it? Except it was in the 80s and it was one of those Mustangs that looked like a glorious hatchback. You know, it wasn't uh, much better yeah. than, you know, derivative of a hatchback had a reasonable engine in it and that but it just wasn't it the part of it being a memory of the youth is rather interesting because i wonder brian whether there are cars that really hold their image well or whether they're just holding an image of the time let me give you an example the e-type jaguar i I think is a very sleek car but really when you look back at it it looks a bit cigar like with narrow wheels uh, and they've made a more modern version not jaguar but an independent called the eagle which is, seems lower and wider and a bit more square-shouldered, well, square-shouldered, but more solid sort of thing. It's a beautiful-looking car. It takes the E-Type to where it's going to go. You take yeah. 
Yeah. Something like the Porsche, I thought looked really good, and for a while there, it every new model didn't make the old model look uh, bad, and it still doesn't. I think every new model now is looking a bit bland, almost fatigue sort of thing, you know, uh, look, of what of what they were. Look, I, I agree with you, David. I think the there's a lot to be said for a sort of design vernacular that re, that transports you to its era, and so I think I agree. E-Type Jag is, a, is, you know, really a 60s design. And even the early Mustang, the same. It's, it's a muscle car, but it's, it's, brings you back to a simpler time. I think you're right that uh, they don't necessarily have to look modern, but certainly something like, I don't know, a Mini, an old Mini still has a look about it as a, as a car that doesn't look out of place um, on the street. It's tiny. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it's still a, it's a car you can say, yep, that's, that belongs here. Whereas others kind of look like they've, uh, they've landed from a UFO, I suppose, some older car designs. But being tiny is actually nice, isn't it? Because we were talking about this with Fred and, uh, Dean the other day about some cars. The E-Type Jaguar is classic. It's got little thin tyres on it and it looks a bit gawky for that. Mm. And uh, you go back and we were talking about the, 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 the ending of the building of the Falcon. I was asked on uh, ABC what was my favourite Falcon. I said the two-door, but you've got to have good, solid, wide wheels on it, not super wide. And same with the Charger, when you put wider wheels on it. Now, you've got to be careful you don't go over the top or you end up with a hot rod. Mm, but you say, David, what if, what if you put wide wheels on a P76? It would look totally wrong, wouldn't it? It's, it's not a car that I think benefits. Uh, and some, some of them, I think, deserve to be left the way they are, Austin A40, Austin A90, Again, it's a design that, that looks complete the way it is. But, it, but I agree with you that there are certainly some cars that look better when they've been lowered or they've had some wider guards put on them. Without going over the top. But mm. you've got to be careful or you end up with the Mona Lisa with a Campbell's can of soup. Yeah, not many car companies or car enthusiasts are very subtle, though. It's not like the toddler that, you know, you, the important thing is taking the drawing away from the child. <laughs> rather than letting them keep on it, you know. So they reach a point where it's sublime and then, you know, the next brushstroke could be a disaster. And maybe that's with, the, you know, the kind of modification of cars. There's a, a point at which you could say job well done and then the next point they've ruined it. Yeah. These blinging your cars, what is it, uh, this, this whole idea that wide wheels look good, super wide wheels must look better. Must look better, and massive exhaust pipes. I totally agree, that's wrong. As I say, the hot rod where you get a Model T Ford, which ends up all chrome and superchargers, it's quirky, but it's not art. That's right, it's a difference between a hot rod and a car, isn't it? The V6 Ferrari Dino needs nothing. Mm. As it is, to my mind, just beautiful. But then again, it might get back to the point that it was a memory of my youth. Yeah. yeah. You know my theory that you can tell the age of a boy uh, by the car that he really loves because it coincides when he went through puberty. Yes, there's some important associations there. The car that you drew on, you know, in your uh, school books. See, getting into art and that, we've had songs like Mustang Sally which was about a singer, Della Reese, who uh, wanted a new Mustang, and so they sang that. But, uh, you know, the words of it were a bit... The title was as much as anything. But then you get something like Janice Joplin's Oh, Lord, Won't You Buy Me a Mercedes-Benz? Mm. And it's that wonderful sort of poetic use of the car in a much broader context than just a set of wheels and an engine. Mm. To represent arriving and being wealthy. Mm. 
my friends all drive Porsches and I must make amends. Hmm. And then, of course, she talks about, well, if, you know, it's almost, well, if I can't get that, how about a colour TV or a <laughs> night out on the town? By the way, I just say, driving down the street, you do look to see whether people look to, at you. But I was in another car just recently and a Ferrari pulled up beside me and I made the intentional thing of not looking at it <laughs> and the guy in the passenger seat i think was severely disappointed I'm... was he making noises and revving the engine look at me look at me 